Welcome to 24 Hour Expert, where each week we have 24 hours to learn as much as we can about a new topic. From international spies to how nachos came to be, everything is fair game. We'll laugh, we'll cry. We'll cry? I don't think we've cried yet, but hopefully we'll learn something along the way. Either way, we'll have a lot of fun. All right, Amy, come on down. It's my first episode of season four. Whoop, whoop. Can't believe we're already two episodes into season four. I know. It's like it just started. Just kidding. Oh, weird. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy how that happens. I know. I can't believe we're on season four. How we've been doing this for four years. Well, you've been doing this for four years. You've been doing it a lot of it, though. I mean, three years. Yeah, a long time. Two years. I don't know. Dan, let me know. Yeah. So this week, Amy, I am going to do the favorite show of Sick Kids Everywhere. The Price is Right. (gasps) I love, I thought you meant like sick, sick, not like home. Oh, no, like homesick from school. (laughs) Okay. And it was my favorite show. Thank you very much. Or Summer. Really, any time when our mom finally left us home by ourselves that we could just sit, I watched The Price is Right. Price is Right, good. I mean, I know Jerry Springer's another good one. Ooh, that would be a fun oh, one to do. Jerry, Jerry Springer, Springer would be really fun. That. Okay. Um, but obviously, Bob Barker was an icon. He's an icon. Okay. An absolute icon. Drew Carey, you know, no one saw that coming, but he's he's hanging in there. Seems like he's doing a good job. Yeah. So... I don't think I need to explain what The Price is Right is, but I will, just in case we have any international listeners or those who might not be familiar. Mm. The Price is Right is an American television game show where contestants compete by guessing the prices of merchandise to win prizes and money. Great prizes and money, like lifetime supply of dish soap. Right? That would actually be nice. I mean, and that's I mean, how you know an you're adult. an adult because you're like, oh, I was going to say, isn't that funny? When you were watching that as a kid, you were like, I would rather have the boat than the sponges. And I'm like, I don't have room for a boat. You know what I have room for? Sponges. So many sponges. Yes. All of the sponges. Contestants are selected from the studio audience. The announcer calls their name, telling them to come on down. And then they get to come play the game. The show premiered on September 4th, 1972. Although that might have been the reboot date, I believe that it aired for a little bit, got canceled, and then it rebooted in 1972. And Who then canceled it? I don't know. Ever. But the original it was pre-Bob Barker. Oh, okay. And then Bob Barker started with the reboot in 1972, and it's been running ever since. And it runs on CBS. Bob Barker, which we'll talk about more was the series' longest-running host from 1972 until 2007, so for 35 years. Ugh, Bob Barker. He was so cute. He is. He's so fun. Fun fact, Bob Barker held the record for the longest-running game show host until 2019 when somebody... Alex Trebek. No. No? Pat Sajak of Fortune surpassed him in 2019. And this year, so, well, not this year because it's 2024 now, but this past year, 2023, was Pat Sajak's 42nd year on the Wheel of Fortune. Okay. Has Vanna been with him the whole time or no? I doubt it. I think so, but I don't know about the very beginning, but. Mm. That would be a whole different episode. So maybe we just do a whole game show series. We could do Jeopardy. We series. could do Wheel of Fortune. Do you remember? I have tried 
And I'm so sorry to our listeners for this tangent, but I'm hoping that we can mind meld right now and you can help me. There was a show when you and I were younger where a dater would sit on like one side of the wall and then like the silhouette of whoever they were trying to date was like in three pods. Isn't that just the dating game? I don't, I feel like it was something else. It was like a very gold, warm colored set and it felt very like 90s, maybe 80s to me. But I've tried to explain this to people and I don't think it's the dating game, but hmm. it felt like it was the dating game, but like the, the like Kroger brand. I don't know. Well, I will okay, try and do some so, research and come back to you on the hundred, I think, fiftieth hour. But you can't like put gold toned dating <laughs> into Google. <laughs> we could just do dating game with contestants behind screens, screens in silhouettes. I feel like if I showed it to you, you would know, but I can't find it. Hmm. You and I for sure watched it, but it's neither here nor there. Let's go back to price. Okay. Today. Well, if I find it, I'll add it as part of my game show series that I'm apparently now doing. Great. I love it. All right. Back to The Price is Right. So Bob Barker retired in 2007 and Drew Carey took over. The Price is Right has aired over 9,000 episodes since its debut. Wow. It is the longest running game show in the United States and is one of the longest running network series in the United States television history. It is currently, or 2023, was its 52nd season. Wow. In April of 2022, it was inducted into the National Association of Broadcasting's Hall of Fame. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now let's talk about the run of the game and what the contestants go through throughout the game. So there's four levels of competition. Mm -hmm. The first part, once you are called on down... You come and take your spot in the front row behind one of the bidding lecterns. Apparently that's what they're called. Very official. Right. This area is called contestants row or bidders row. Four contestants are in bidders row and they compete in a bidding round to determine which contestant will play the next game. This round is called one bid. The contestants are shown a prize and each get an opportunity to bid. The goal is to get the closest to the retail price of the prize without going over. You cannot duplicate another contestant's bid, and whoever is the closest wins that prize and gets to go on stage and move to the next round. This is when they're like, I bid 2000 and then the person next to them goes, 2001 Yeah, because you're sneaky sneak. Sneaky sneaks. All right, Amy. Do you know what happens if a contestant bids over the price? Or, I'm sorry, if all the contestants bid over the price. No. Well, you're half right. There's a short buzzer. And then the <laughs> lowest bid is announced. So let's say everyone was 2000 and above. They all get buzzed. Everyone's over. So they say, okay, 2000 Everyone's got to be – try another bid below that. All the bids are erased. And they try again until somebody bids under. So this could go on for several rounds if everybody keeps bidding too high – they don't always show that part on TV. Sure. But they just keep doing it over, apparently. Interesting. Yeah. Do you know what happens if they bid the exact price? Ding, 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 ding. Yes. And they get a $500 bonus. Oh, I didn't know about the bonus. But I do know if you bid the exact price, don't you, like, automatically get go up? Well, probably because you win. I thought it was like even if you bid the exact price and there was one more person on a bidder's row, they didn't get to bid. 
Oh, well, I mean. No, I think they all get to bid, and then I think it goes ding, 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 and then Bob would go, one of you has. the exact price, yeah. Right, yeah. I think, okay. Yeah, so they get a $500 bonus. Before 1998, it was only a $100 bonus. No, inflation. Yeah. All right, Amy, do you want to play? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to show you an item. So let me share my screen here with you. So for the listeners at home, I will describe the item to you. And Amy is going to bid. And let's see if she can win any of these prizes. Okay, go ahead. All right, so you have to bid without going over or you don't get these. All right, I mean, you I'm don't ready. get them anyway because they're pictures I copied off the internet. Oh, you're not buying me all of these items? I'm not buying you. So, Amy, our first prize <gasps> is a dining table and chairs. This five-piece dining room collection sets a modern scene, even in spaces low on square footage. It includes one rectangular dining table and four dining chairs, all crafted from solid wood in a walnut brown hue. The table design features four tapered legs that provide plenty of space to spread out underneath. We love the chairs with the cutout backs for a breezy look and feel, as well as upholstered seats for comfort and support, comfortably bringing together four people for a lively meal. What's your bid? 1110 Oh, uh-uh. You do not win. I'm over? You're way over. 438 <gasps> Ding, 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 ding. Thank the you. The actual retail price is $445. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to meet you, Bob. I just think you're so great. All right. Let's move on to our next item. Oh, stacker, wash, and dryer. Next up, we have a stacking washer and dryer. This GE set includes rotary electronic controls, 11 wash cycles designed to handle various fabrics and soils, six wash temperatures, auto load sensing for four water levels, bleach and fabric softener dispensers, an electric dryer that includes quiet packages to help reduce the operating noise. It is Wi-Fi capable in an all-in-one design that takes up minimal floor space. Amy, what is your bid? 890. Oh, well, ding, ding, your dinkle over. Nice. $1,549. This is like guessing the, <laughs> the cost of things <laughs> today. Is money? Honestly, these descriptions make these sound so luxurious. <laughs> we can work very hard on them. <laughs> All right, Amy, and our last item up for bid, <laughs> we have a silver and gold diamond necklace and earring set. These square settings are filled with diamond pavé with caviar beaded 18 karat gold detailing. The total diamond weight is 0.35 carats. The metals are a mix of sterling silver and 18 karat gold. Amy, what is your bid? I think 1200. Oh, ding ding. That's pretty good, Amy. 1750, $1750. Mm, interesting. All right, Amy, you get to come on stage. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Bob. I just love you so much. I loved when they always did that and they like, pulled the little skinny microphone over and they're like, hi, Bob. Oh, my gosh. It's so great to meet you. I just think you're so handsome. <laughs> All right, Amy, we are now on stage. And now contestants get to play a pricing game. So that's just the generic term for one of the stage game. Yes. Plinko was my favorite. Or the one where they would punch the things in. Oh, yeah, I remember that one, too. And I was actually going to ask you what games stick out to you. So, great. You were already sharing. <laughs> I like the one where the little yodeler guy climbs the mountain and then sometimes mm. falls off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good one. It is a good one. All right. So, contestants get to play a pricing game. 
to win additional cash prizes, six total contestants in an hour-long episode will get to play a pricing game. Two of the pricing games in an hour-long episode are played for a car. One game will be played for a cash prize, and the other three will be expensive household merchandise or trips. Mm. Well, good to know there was a formula to that. I mean, you could, I guess you could kind of feel it, but if you weren't paying close attention, it felt kind yeah, of Yeah, I mean, I knew that there was always two cars in a full hour yeah. episode, so yeah. Or a boat. I always just thought, man, how many people need this boat? <laughs> or an RV. Remember when RVs were big? Yeah. Yeah. Originally, there were only five pricing games in rotation, but more games have since been created and added into the rotation, and some games have been discontinued over time, while others have stayed. We'll talk more about the games later. I'm not going to go through. There are so many games now. We're not going to go through them. But we would love if you'd share your favorite game. Mm-hmm. All right. After, well, they do it in sets of three, right? So three people play the pricing game. And then it's time to spin. Spin that the big wheel. wheel. So everyone gets to spin the big wheel to see who will oh, go. The big wheel seems like so much fun. Yeah. To see who will Closest go to, to a dollar without going over. Yeah, the two who will go to the showcase <laughs> showdown. The contestants spin in the order of the value of their winnings. So the contestant Ooh. who has won the most gets to go last, so they can see what the other people have spun. The big wheel contains twenty sections showing values from five cents to one dollar in increments of five cents. The wheel is started on the one dollar mark. Contestants are allowed a maximum of two spins. The goal is to get more than the other contestants without going over a dollar. So if you went first and you got 80 cents, you could spin again, or you could say, no, I'm going to hold it 80. Mm -hmm. And then the second person is going to spin. And if they get less, they're going to take a second spin and hope that they don't go over a dollar. Yeah. If your spin lands on the dollar, you get a thousand dollar bonus. Wow. And a bonus spin. So if you do your bonus spin and it lands on either the five cents or the 15 cent, you get an additional $10,000. Wow. If on your bonus spin, you land on the dollar again, you get an additional $25,000. Wow. I don't think I realized how much money could be won on the wheel. Yeah. And fun fact, for a spin to count, it must make at least one full revolution. Yes, I did know that because I remember some of the tiny older ladies just wouldn't quite make it all the way around. All the way around. But yes. So, like I said, they kind of go in groups of three. So the first three people play the pricing games and then they spin. And then the second group of three people play the pricing games and they spin. And then, and then the, the two, two people from go to the, the showcase showdown. Go to the showcase showdown. Oh, showcase showdown is pinnacle. I know. In the showcase, a group of three or four typically-ish prizes are presented, and the top winner has the option of bidding on it or passing it to the runner-up. So of the two people that go to the showdown, whoever's prizes they've already won have a greater value, they are the top winner. So they get presented the first showcase. They can keep it and bid on it or pass it. If they pass it, the other contestant has to bid on it. And then they are showed the next showcase and they have to bid on it. Fun fact, in the showcase showdown, you can make the exact same bid as each other. It doesn't matter because you're bidding on two separate things. Wow. Yeah. So the contestant who has a bid closer to the actual price of their showcase without going over wins the prizes of their showcase. 
If they both go over, they lose. Game over. But you get the prizes you won. But you already get the prizes you've previously won. Yeah, you don't lose your prizes. If your bid is within $250 of the showcase total price, you win both showcases. I remember that. Oh, the absolute joy that the show brought me. Yes. Fun fact, there is a 2017 documentary called Perfect Bid, The Contestant Who Knew Too Much that tells the story of the one and only time a contestant bid the exact price of a showcase. Wow. Yes. So somebody has got By fluke or because they actually like rigged it? They studied the show and like learned the patterns and prices and memorized pricing and- and actually, since that happened, the show has had to change up the items they use so that mm-hmm. it's not quite as easy to track anymore. Sure. Yeah. And actually, I did watch a really sad YouTube clip. This woman was in the showcase showdown, and she bid over, but by only $3. <gasps> oh. So she lost by only $3. It was heartbreaking. I'm sure. All right. Another fun fact. The audience is allowed to shout prices at the contestants. Totally legal. And you're allowed to listen to them. Oh, yeah. They're very loud. Yes. Okay. So let's move on to the hosts of our show. When Bob Barker was hired, he was also hosting the stunt comedy show, Truth or Consequences. On top of hosting, Bob also became an executive producer for the show in 1988. He was also responsible for creating several of the show's pricing games. It was in 1981 that Bob started his slogan, or his sign-off, help control the pet population, have your pets spayed or neutered. Spayed and neutered. And to keep the tradition alive, Drew Carey continues to sign off every show with the same tagline. It's still an important message. It is. It is. So Drew Carey took over in October of 2007, and after he took over, Bob made three guest appearances. The show's original announcer was Johnny Olson. When he passed, he was replaced by Rod Roddy. And he's the one I think I remember with like the crazy blazers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like a sequin blazer and stuff. Yes. When he passed, Rich Fields took over. And the current announcer is George Gray. There's also been a handful of fill-ins and guest announcers. How fun. What a good, cool job. Right? Amy, we can't forget... The people who bring the prizes to life. The models. <gasps> I always wanted to be one of those models when I was little. Just like, oh, a brand new car. Ah. And then they like got the weird hugs from people and they were always like, oh. <laughs> so while Bob was the host, they were referred to as Barker's Beauties, which I feel like I remember that. I do too. Some of the longer tenured Barker's Beauties include Kathleen Bardley. Holly Hallstrom, Diane Parkinson, and Janice Pennington. For a while in the 2000s, they used a rotating cast of models, could be up to 10 different men and women, until the middle of season 37 when they went back to just a smaller regular group of models. It was five and then they added one more, so they had six. The current models include Rachel Reynolds, Amber Lancaster, Manuela Arbazel. I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher that. Or I did butcher that. James Holleran, Devin Goda, and Alexis Gobe. Reynolds and Pennington are the longest running The Price is Right models. Very cool. Okay, let's end with some Price is Right fun facts. Yes. So 
According to CBS, the most expensive prize ever won on The Price is Right was an Audi R8 V8 Spider Quattro S-Tronic worth, do you want to guess how much, Amy? In today's money? In, yeah, just in today's money. 50000 $157,300. Oh. That's a really expensive car. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess, yeah. The 430 horsepower beast of a vehicle, not my words, was won by Cherie L. Heil of Tacoma, Washington in December of 2013 after she won the gas money game. Wow. Yes. I remember the gas money game. The title for the most expensive prize in the Price is Right history, which unfortunately was not won, was a Ferrari 458 Spider, which was offered to contestant Teresa Cook of San Diego, California in March of 2013, but she did not win it. Oh. Yeah. But the 558 horsepower sports car came with a hefty price tag of, Amy, do you want to guess? Well, the other one was what? 100,057 and some change. So I'm going to go 120. $285,716. Okay. And it's still considered one of the fastest Ferraris ever produced. Just fun fact. Good Lord. Okay. So this is really cute. On April Fool's Day in 2015. Now, so Drew Carey's hosting the show. The show starts... And who pops up but Bob Barker himself, where he hosted the first round of the one bid and pricing game. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so that was, like I said, in 2015, and that was his actual last appearance on The Price is Right. That's really cute, yes. Bob. The 2013 April Fool's show. So it sounds like they do some fun stuff, and I didn't remember this, but it sounds like they do fun stuff for April Fool's Day. So Drew Carey and announcer George Gray switched roles with the models so they modeled the prizes while the models hosted and announced the show i think that's so cute that's so fun so another fun fact typically the show tapes two episodes per day they do a midday and a late afternoon taping monday through wednesday so they wow that's giving away a lot of prizes yeah so they do six a week and it's obviously taped in advance of its air date right and i just want to say that is something that we have in common with The Price is Right. We also tape in advance of air date. Sometimes oh my gosh. we are basically same level Price is Right. I know. Just professionalism is just nonstop over here. Nonstop. You know what? We're going to do something for April Fool's Day, too. Well, if it's on a Monday. <laughs> we have to look, we have to look at the calendar and really plan that out. <laughs> okay. So, Amy, just a few other little tidbits here. How do you get to be a contestant? Shut up. April 1st. First is a Monday. Is it a Monday? <laughs> it is a Monday. Oh my gosh. All right. We're going to have to do We're something. coming for you. Listeners, you just wait. Oh gosh. Okay, Amy. So back to how do you get to be a contestant? <laughs> First, you have to have a ticket. You usually purchase this in advance, but sometimes people camp out and try and get day of tickets. Wow. So next to where the current recording studio is, which they just recently moved, actually. There is a church, the Cheris Mission Church, where they use the church meeting rooms, and the audience members are giving their big, iconic, you know, yellow price tag oh, yeah. name tags. They're also given temporary identification numbers, which is also written on their ticket. They must present a social security number or national ID number. 
Audience members are eventually brought through in groups of 12 for brief interviews with production staff. Contrary to popular belief, contestant names are not chosen at random. Rather, the interview determines possible selections for the nine contestants per taping from among the pool of approximately 165. So they interview everybody, and they've already decided who they're going to call down. So they're not, the announcer's not randomly picking names. Do you think some of those people ham it up in those interviews, and they're like, oh my god, you know. I'm sure they do, and that's probably why some of them get picked. I'm sure they do. Yeah, and you have to be 18 or older to go to oh, wow. a taping because you have to be able to legally win these prizes. Sometimes yep. and they taxes do, and stuff. Yeah, sometimes they do special like family day episodes where actual like whole families get to compete together, or sometimes they do special themed. Like I know they've done military themed before, and the oh. each day of the week is a different branch of the military, and then they limit those audience to whatever the theme is, but. Yeah. If you want to just be a general audience member, you got to get a ticket and go be interviewed and see if they pick you to go sit in the audience. Love that. Yes. And it was interesting, some of the restrictions they had on audience members. They want you to come in just street clothes. Obviously, you can have your, like, We Heart Bob shirts. Right. But unlike some other game shows where they'll let you, like, dress up and have, like, full-on costumes in the audience, Price is Right does not like that. And also, I should have wrote down the name. I will 150th hour it. But Jim Carrey... Not Jim Carrey. Drew, Drew Carrey. Carrey is Jim Carrey would be fun, though. Yeah. Drew Carrey is a minority shareholder in um, a sports team. And so you're not allowed to wear that sports team logo because of his affiliation with them. And Got they it. don't want it to seem like it's some sort of unpaid promotion for that team. Yep. So, fun fact. I'll figure out the sports Dress team. code. Yeah. There's a little bit of a dress code. Exactly. All right, just a couple more, and then we will wrap this up. Companies donate prizes in exchange for advertising, so that's how they get all these prizes. And there are 112 pricing games that have been played on the show. 78 of them are still in rotation. Wow. And that's why I was not going to read them to you. We appreciate it. All right, well, that's all I have for The Price is Right. Do with that what you will. Thanks for letting us talk at you. If you have any comments, corrections, suggestions, episode ideas, favorite prices, right games, you can email us at gmail, 24hourexpert at gmail.com. Spell all the words. It's only episode I mean, it two, right. and I already can't say the same thing I've said for but they are emailing us at gmail. So find us on Instagram, Facebook, and our website. Talk to you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> episode two. We already don't have this together. We'll we'll work on it. I was so caught off guard by you. I didn't know about me. Thank you for listening to 24-Hour Expert. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. Our theme song is Moonroof by Paula. 